pretty wide and you know they're going into every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to the KCLR Studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind Season 5, Episode 11. It's sad because the county finals were on the weekend and we're getting closer to the end of the season. But the only thing about getting close to the end of the season, Anya Farrell, who joins me in studio, is that we also get near the team of the year. But first of all, good evening. Good evening. How are we? Well, you, well I'm dry. I've been here all day bringing... <laughs> bad news about floods and rain and road closures etc but you managed to get in this evening so thank you no problem sure what else did I be doing up Monday evening come on she's bathing stuff here beside me now and making noise and you know I, 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 I can't hear what I'm saying Anyway, it was a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the senior, I was going to say the junior, we had the intermediate and the senior county finals penciled in for the weekend. They were penciled in for Saturday in Thomastown, but unfortunately, on Saturday morning, we got the call to say that, well, you know, the rain, the bad weather, Thomastown won't be available to ye. But, fair play to Munkheim. Mm-hmm. Last minute, they came together gave us the venue for a double header to be fair to them pitch held up very very well and we're going to start off with the senior final because Dixborough played wine gap and it was it it was okay I mean it was Dixborough it was Dixborough's second year in a row to be in the final they lost last year to Thomastown wine gap's very first ever senior final and to be fair they acquitted themselves very well yeah like I think I suppose for the neutral spectator everybody would love to see I would love to see Wine Gap, you know, really go out there, compete and win that game. It was always going to be a very, very tough task. Uh, Dixborough are just, to me, I think they're just in a league of their own, really. Um, they've, ste- they've set a really high standard when it comes to Club Camogie. And I suppose when you're competing at in senior county finals on the consistency level that they are. And then I suppose fielding a junior team who are also competing in county semi-finals or whatever the case may be as well it just goes to show that they're obviously doing some really really good work in, in their in the underage structure and camogie in um in Dixborough but fair play to them you know as I said it was always going to be a tough task and to throw up 318 in a final to 111 um, you know that's some really really good scoring and I think realistically for Dixborough I think now they certainly have one eye on a Leinster title and they'd be crazy. They'd be crazy not to think that they could go the whole way in it. Yep, they certainly would. They did play very, very well, to be fair. Scoring 3-18, I have to say, I thought they were a different animal completely um, over the weekend in the county final. We've seen them play in a couple of times. Mm. Um, I see them playing in the semi-final against Pilltown but they were on a different level. They, it was like as if they, were, they weren't going to take anything for chance. They weren't going yeah. to take Wine Gap for granted because it was their first ever county final. Yeah. Nerves might come into it. They went about their business right from word go and they were very professional about the way they done it and they were immense and I know Asha McCarthy got player of the match as well. You know, she was exceptional but Amy Clifford to me as well was unbelievable like she scored a couple of points that I don't know how she scored them um, over the weekend but yeah look I think Donald Carroll and his uh, backroom team there will certainly have looked at last year's final and said to the girls you know look 
this happened last year we can't leave it happen we need to be professional go out do your jobs right and they certainly went about it the right way Yeah they certainly have and I suppose like if you kind of look at maybe their team that they had 12 months ago in the county final against Thomastown compared to the team like there's still a lot of the, the same names there but they've done an awful lot of like positional changes nearly with regards to this, with regards to this team and I suppose like I think after last year I think they were very very disappointed I think you're probably right they probably went into the county final last year thinking that they had it won and as you said rightly so it didn't take anything for chance on Sunday because they've already had that hurt um, from losing the previous year like we have to remember I think Dixborough now this could be their fourth maybe fifth county final in a row that they're after competing in would that be wrong or right? Is it? They got beaten last year. They won in 2021. Sorry, 2020, uh, Thomastown won. They beat St. Lactons of Freshford in that. And 2019, yeah. Dixborough. So Dixborough have been there, thereabouts mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And I suppose like it's gone to the stage now where they, they certainly are cementing themselves as one of the, the strongest teams at senior level. Dixborough has kind of taken over the mantle where Freshford was. Yeah. Mullinavat took over from Freshford. Yeah. Thomastown took over from Mullinavat. Mm. And now Dixborough seems to be taking over from Thomastown. They certainly have. But I think what Dixborough will be looking for... <sighs> is consistency for that, for that again next year um, but listen they're not going to be worried about that this year they're going to enjoy the next couple of days um, they are certainly going to enjoy this one and then focus on I think St Martin's Wexford now that they have in the next in the first round spot of the on on the 4th of November which and is it's home to, yeah which is a huge that's a that's a, a home home venue for them is going to be absolutely brilliant um, but I do think they, they they'd enjoy this one they thoroughly deserved it I think if you were to go back to the start of the year, definitely on my mind anyway, you were looking at the likes of a Dixborough Pilltown to certainly win it. And I think I think let's be fair, when you look at all the teams in senior level this year, Dixborough and Pilltown certainly were the two that there's very, very little between. And that's I'm just being honest there. No, and I'm going to kick it off because we did say that we had an envelope and we were going to seal them when we started off the come on kind team and the whole lot etc and I have just my envelope here in front of me and I am going to open it up here pull it out my team that I did go for was Piltown mm. interesting yeah I thought I, I did think especially having the dials back yeah. you know they were going okay and I thought to myself after the league final now two points in it okay not much terrible conditions etc you know get them on a good dry day mm. wouldn't be too bad now I, I I couldn't go for the obvious because Dixborough was there so I was yeah. going to go for someone else because I knew some of E was going to go for Dixborough Dixper. anyway but um, no look I, I think I, I think I got a good run for my money this year I mean they had chances in the semi-final mm-hmm. against Dixborough the two teams met if they had avoided one another we probably would have been looking at Dixborough and Pilltown again in the final Yeah, you know but mm-hmm. you know it's, so. yeah, I'm, I'm happy enough with who I went with anyway yeah, like I think, yeah, like definitely Biltown is a, is, was a really time good for, shout. Time for your envelope, missus. Well, I actually had Tullerone tipped, but because... Excuse I'm, me while I start <laughs> laughing. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but, but like... I, but I did yeah, have Dick Spur in under it, um, because I'm obviously not allowed to pick my own team. Um, but not yeah, when you're playing with them and all, no, no, certainly not. Um, yeah, I think you kind of have to look at Dick Spur from where they were last year, the previous year. 
it was always I think it was and again it's no disrespect to Wine Gap or any of the other teams it was always going to be between themselves and Pilltown um, so listen it, it's great it's a huge it's a great result for Dixborough the very best luck to them now in the Leinster Championship um, they'll be very very happy with a lot of their performances this year five out of their starting six forwards getting on the scoreboard one three return from Jenny Clifford really led a, a captain's captain's role there at the weekend eight, point for, eight points from Aoife, Kenderba- Aoife Prendergast and that pushed her to the top of the senior top scorer I think it does yeah, because I think we were looking at it so currently before the weekend Roisin Breen was there with one goal 42 points which is 45 points mm-hmm. Eva had to get 5 points or more to take that top spot she was on 234 and if you're telling me she scored 8 points that puts her on 242 which is 48 points in total mm-hmm which will take her to the top of the board. Yeah, that's and it's a big return. And I suppose for Eve, I suppose this year, it's to go back to the positional changes. Last year, she would have been probably on the half-back line midfield for Dixborough. They've moved her up right up into a corner forward position. And she really, like, she's done an awful lot of work for them and she's been excellent on her free-taking as well. But I think for the likes of Dixborough, they can actually look around and there's so many players that have the ability there to take frees that if you know if things don't go right for such a body on the day they have somebody else to take over for them and I suppose that just goes to show the consistency um, of this team like Cueva Dowling going back into the going back into a centre back position Tara Clifford going back into a full back position you know they made a few changes they tightened it up there so really really good work for Dixborough It certainly is Madam Producer time for you to open your envelope and let us know who it is you picked. I kind of said at the beginning of the year that Thomastown having won last year you'd be kind of looking at them maybe to do back-to-backs but for the past few years in Kilkenny and Camogie it seems to be hard to do a back-to-back because Mm. every second year we have a, a a new, a different winner, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not to have somebody, but you probably couldn't pass the borough because they were sore after getting bet last year, and yeah. and if they came back at all, they were going to come back to win. Yeah. So kind of like Anya, I had a little caveat. Can't be covering <laughs> your rear end, you know. And I'm all about covering your rear end. <laughs> oh no! Look, I mean, they, they, they certainly are the um, the team to do it. I suppose when you're looking at the top score though from a worrying point of view like the two players okay Barrow Rangers got to the semi-finals correct? Am I right? Yes. That's the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, Roisin Breen 45 points Dixborough goes all the way to the final Yeah. right 40 points there was nobody from Wine Gap within that because there was an array of spreads I mean I thought Denise might have been fighting for it but you look back and the nearest player to them then is Pilltown's Katie Power with 32 points who is actually now 13 points behind where the top two was like 13 points is a big gap when you have a lot of good teams playing at senior level within the county like is it is it that there wasn't many scores coming in the championship it, it, it's a hard one I think like for a lot of the games I think for a lot of the games we saw high we saw very high scores from some teams uh, depending on who they were playing and then the and then very yeah very low very, score. lo- very yeah. low scoring then like you look at the likes of you know I'm just going to take Weingart for example 111 at the weekend um, what was it 114 115 what, what, what did they score in the semi-final? Uh, one sixteen. One sixteen. Yeah. Like, 
and a lot of them coming from freeze as well like and listen I know like the likes of Aoife Prendergast Roisin Breen predominantly are free takers for predominantly are free takers for um, for both their teams but I think I think they're kind of a bit it's a bit worrying that a it's lot a of the scores worrying. seem to be coming from free takers and yourself and Paul I did say it for the last couple of weeks that it could come down to who's the better or who has the better free taker yeah well I think that's what kind of, I think it's, that's why in, in Camogie in particular hurling as well everywhere like it is so important to have a really crucial free taker because that's oh, goes to that show is, the importance of it, it does, that's what it does come down to but I also think is it worrying does it maybe show that there is a big difference between maybe the top two teams at senior level and the chasing pack is because they're stringing up massive scores you look at them the likes of we'll say the semi-final against Dixborough and Pilltown very very low scoring game yeah I but it was, it was backs on both teams yeah. were very very tight and I think there is that difference between those two teams and the right the chasing pack. I think there is a I think there is a bit of a difference, <coughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, and you're probably right. Mm. It, it does come down, but it, it, like a lot of the matches, that were either really high scoring on one side yeah. and low on the other. It was yeah. like one cancelled, one set of backs cancelled out, one set of forwards. Really. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the. Yeah, I, I think those teams are going to be around for a while. If depending on whether Denise does go to Australia or not, I mean, if she does go, Winegap will potentially miss her. Yeah, I, I definitely. You mm. know, anyone would. But yeah. I mean, Michaela Keneally again. I don't know. I mean, if she's not cementing down a, a spot or putting her hand up for a centre back mm. spot like with the county team this year, um, I would be really, really shocked. But look, there's a lot of good players that's about there. We are actually going to park. Dixborough celebrations for a minute because we are going to have Donald Carroll later on he's uh, just after being in contact with us but it certainly will be um, I suppose in a way for me it's great it's the second year I um, have to say I got a bit emotional again um, on Saturday and I was doing nothing I was just standing there while the boss was doing the presentation um, but obviously it was the second year the biddies cup was up for grabs because um, we did actually donate it last year in her uh, memory and Thomastown did win the first one but yeah did get a bit emotional alright um, at the weekend but I know speaking even to Tommy Ball afterwards Dixborough certainly um, deserve a custodians of it and they'll mind it because I've warned them if they don't they're dead <laughs> plain and simple um, so uh, no but I know I know very well that they will so um, yeah well done against Dixborough well done to everybody involved um, did I commend Munkine for the, the late notice of the, yeah. the pitch I did yeah. I didn't say though how well it was actually run because oh, the amount fabulous. of stewards the tea uh, ladies inside that mm. was baking out teas and coffees and stewards and, and, with the, with and we're, we're not going to mention that now because there's too many names they were they were all there but uh, I, were I, there, I was but dealing with Eddie but the whole whole committee now in fairness Noel did help with the setting up of yes. the, the system um, Ray Brophy thank you so much as usual he was down with sound um, but everyone did help out and it was a group effort um, and we were absolutely thrilled and delighted couldn't do um, enough for us to be fair and kept coming back are you sure you don't want this that or the other it was brilliant no it was um, and everything was well run um, etc right intermediate time it mm-hmm. was the Roar Steeg versus Moonkine and this was a tie tough dogged affair with passion skill saves misses scores 
and according to Joe Wall the dreaded sweeper which he hates two sweepers well even two sweepers one mightn't be enough but yeah um, it was a classic game of Camogie and the roar I suppose last year feeling that you know they had to try and do something because they didn't perform in the second half last year let's be fair it brought an extra time this year and they won mm. two points in the end Munkind though probably kicking themselves a little bit yeah you'd imagine so um, and you know what I suppose for Orange D they, they certainly had to do it the hard way um, and I think like you know after last year I suppose they bottled up so much hurt like that they had to they had no choice but they had to come back Christine Ling was back in Roar and Steve, you know, back from her travels from last year. So she was always going to be an added bonus to that. Um, and we spoke about it last week. When you have the likes of Katrina Ryan and Lizzie Ling, like even though they mightn't actually play any part in, in that team, just I would imagine their presence alone in a dressing room on a pitch before a match halftime, like the the experience that to, those two ladies have, it's it's unbelievable. And I suppose for the younger girls around, like the likes of Quiver March are there, you know, these young girls have probably been looking up to the likes of Katrina and Lizzie for so many years and that they've literally looking at them and they finally got over the line. They had to do it the hard way. They had to go to Moonkind, play Moonkind in their own backyard, get to extra time and, you know, win it out. So they, they deserve it. They they really, really have deserved it. They have been very, very consistent all year, wrong, all year long. They certainly have. Well, talking about consistency, the managers weren't consistent because they had to change in midweek. We've spoken with Nicky Kenny in the build up to it. He's one of the selectors along with Martin Galvin who is the manager and Jim Kelly and Michael Muldowney. And no doubt Mr Kenny is a happy man and hopefully as soon as I push this button here he's going to join me on the phone line to discuss their victory at the weekend. Nicky Kenny, how are you? I'm not too bad Martin, yourself? Ah sure, we are all good. We are in, we are dry. Most importantly though, first of all, because you are in Innistig and we've heard a lot of, I suppose, uh, bad reports this afternoon about the flooding in the whole lot that is in Innistig the National School St. Colm Kills actually had to be evacuated first of all this evening so before we get into the highs and the joys of last weekend just be sure everybody safe and well in Innistig this evening I didn't hear anything different anyway Martin I, I, I did hear the school that was flooded and that but I didn't go down near where I'm living I'm, I'm fairly high so I, it didn't really bother me to be honest with you but yeah I think by all accounts everyone is safe and sound anyway I don't think there's anyone in trouble that way anyway Well that's good because I suppose if you're in the village part of it it is fairly low lying and you're near enough to the river as well and it can uh, it can potentially flood but just uh, if anyone is listening in from NSD just hopefully you are all keeping safe and sound because I know near um, Brown's Barn and that area down around there as well it was pretty bad today so just be wary and be careful of that Nicky I suppose going back to the weekend then as well great victory for yourselves over Moonkind we heard Anya saying it was even in their own backyard but I suppose the day itself didn't start out the great for anybody with the weather last weekend as well it was absolutely crazy and a last minute change meant a decision kind of had to be made pretty quickly uh, about where the match was going to be played and in fairness to yourselves um, you didn't really have to think hard about it uh, and you were at a last minute decision I suppose agreeable to go and beat Moonkine and beat him in their own backyard as well was it tough enough to, to make that call? Sure it, it was yeah it was I spoke to Martin when 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 no other pitch was available at that stage and yes we were going to Moonkine um, 
I spoke to him and I said, look at... I didn't care where we played the match and it didn't matter a field is a field at that stage them girls were ready they were they were primed were pumped whatever you want to say and, and, and to go change it or put it somewhere else was going to it was going to hard to get him back to that like yeah, it certainly was. The pitches over the weekend was absolutely crazy. But I suppose the fact that, because I was chatting to Nikki, um, in case anyone is listening uh, to the podcast, and that we were only in the agreement that it would only go to Moonkine as such if it was going to be the double header that both games was going to be able to be facilitated there. Um, if not, it was going to be decided by a toss whether it would be played in Moonkine or in uh, in Esteeg or the Roar, whichever pitches it was. But in fairness, Nikki, the pitch in Moonkine held up very, very well, and that certainly adds to what was a great spectacle of a game and as we said it had everything it had passion it had desire it had skill it had drama and even the dreaded extra time so as a manager bring us through your emotions through that game <laughs> God, uh, hey look what I'd say as a spectator yeah I'd say it was, it was massive I'd say it was from everyone you'd be talking to the game was so so good when you're on the line there and you're you're orchestrating this and you're sit back there and pick her up and all that you're, you're nearly in the game you're nearly playing it and, and the intensity of it Martin I know you were there yourself like it was just it was end to end from the first minute to the last minute of, of extra time like it was there was no let up by both teams like it was just it was, it was hectic frantic even in the last 10 minutes there when when Munkine got the free and and Sarah Crowley just snapshot is like and it clearly went over the bar. I thought it was over. Like I thought, God, this, like our day. It was our day when that went over the bar, really, because like if that had to be two inches uh, lower, like it was gone in the back of the net. And I know that's no consolation to Sarah Crowley. I'd say she's probably hurting because of that night this morning. But anyway, um, yeah. Hey, look, it was massive. The girls, the girls, they dug so deep. They, they, they. In, in the rooks they just got in they dug and dug and got them out of it they won I'd say definitely definitely 70 or 80% of them rooks when they didn't win the rook they were chasing down they were hooking they were blocking you just couldn't ask any more of, of a team or you couldn't get a better team performance than what we got Saturday it I, was just nearly it was nearly perfect like I was talking to Joe uh, Wall after the match as well and he wasn't too complimentary about the sweeper system that was in it and I think he played a couple of sweepers in it. Were you conscious about having the sweeper system in it? Was that to kind of stop yeah. Monkine getting well, the scores or was there a, a, a different game plan afoot there, Witchy? Well, the, a plan, game plan, these game plans are great, yeah. They're, 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 they're some, there's a platform there for them but sometimes games take take a a mind of their own and, and I, I heard that, that word sweeper like and I, I personally Martin I don't like sweeper systems I hate it I, I, I just don't like it I think it, it, it ruins the game yeah I think on oh, Gannon sat deep at centre back which she loves to do and she clicks a gnaw off of that ball in the game for some reason Joe didn't put somebody just sitting off her in front of her and, and would have cut that out we did bring back our corner forward out to, to fill up that gap at the right hand side of Anya because number 12 for them does an awful lot of travelling like and we had someone travelling with her and, and it took her out of that 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 part of the field so if you wanted to call O'Connor forward the sweeper 
fair enough. Like, but it was number six they were calling the sweeper, but number six was sitting at six. Anya was sitting at six, like, and she just sat there and she just controlled the whole game, which normally is what Sarah Crowley does at the other end. So I think um, Paula could have said it last week then when I was talking to you that we play very similar games, which we do. And I think on Saturday, we just got that a little bit right. We had Kriya, which got player of the match, kind of sat off of Sarah. And Sarah didn't really know what to do because do I mark or do I sit back and play my own game? And I think it took her out of the game. It took her out of that role of throwing balls left, right and centre. Like So I think we did, yeah. I think we got that right. Like And I think Joe <laughs> probably kicking himself this morning or yesterday morning that he didn't get it right. I don't know. Uh, look, games are won and lost and, you know, everyone can see things differently when it comes down to it and there's always little bits in it. But, you know, there was a big moment in the game in the first half and I was looking right at it because I could hear a roar. I don't know which of your girls got it, was bearing down on goal, took a shot and Ellen Crowley came up with an unbelievable save that would certainly have put you well in the driving seat um, at that stage early on. But it certainly set the, the game tone for it. It was low scoring enough, albeit, the, the conditions underfoot were good but they were heavy um, and the girls found it heavy going but it was a draw at full time and then you had to go into extra time and I suppose last year's coming to mind as well about the girls they didn't perform in the second half to be fair you were probably conscious of that as well you wanted a good start in extra time and you got it and the goal was pivotal to that victory as well and it just came at the right moment for you Yeah yeah absolutely the goals are I suppose, Martin, the goal was 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 only one chance, really, really one really good chance in the whole game. And fairness to Kriva she picked it and took it. And and hey, it was the winning of the game. There's no point in saying any different. I think Kelly got the other shot off that that the, the Munkhine keeper made a, a brilliant save because it was it was nearly full reach out. Like she got the hurl to it. Like yeah, if that had to win, we probably would have been in the driving seat. I think coming up near to the end of full time. We were a pint down, and Kriya got a be near the dressing room size. They are right at the sideline. They are a tough, tough free. She stepped up to it and put it over the bar. That levelled it and, and, and brought it to a draw. I think the whistle blew shortly after that. Like so, hey, it could have went Munkhine's way easily enough, but I think the girls again, they just never gave up on it. Like they won that free for Kriya to take it. Like and it just it was just that, that they never gave up. And and I think that's what got him over the line. Like now I know, yeah, I know it was low scoring, but this time of year, Martin, it's always going to be low scoring, no matter what. Like no matter what game you're playing, they're always low scoring. Like because, like you said, even though the pitch was very very good, it was still sticky. You know what I mean? It was just drain you. Like it's just awful hard to hurl in them because these conditions. Like so, look at. I think it could have went anyway. Could have went anyway, and I know that's no consolation to Munkine. Like I think there at one stage I was watching the video last night there and I think at one stage they took three shots in the space of five, six minutes there in, in the first half of that extra time. I think it was in the extra time. And and, and there were there were bad wides like so if they had to get them three like we only bet them be two like they they would have been one up like so it was small margins like at and the end of the, at the end of the day like but I mean, we had some massive performances throughout the team, like from one to fifteen, like, and and you couldn't, you can't ask any more than that. No matter what result was going to happen Saturday, if if, if any team gives you Everton, you can't ask any more, like.
Yeah, no, you certainly can't. I suppose you were in this territory before you were in the Leinster Championship. You went on, you won the Leinster final. You were then gone all the way to the All-Ireland final, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Came up against Liz Moore, if I'm uh, to be right and believe in that, if my memory can go back that far. But you're back at Leinster level now again. You have a match this weekend coming against Buffers Alley of Wexford. It was supposed to be Saturday, but I think it's actually gotten to move to Sunday because of a clash with ladies football as well. But you haven't too much time to to dwell on the celebrations before the Leinster Championship kicks in. No, no. Look, at, I, I think to be fair to the girls, they they they, they let down their hair um, after the game and last night, and that's 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 a hundred percent. I've no issue with that. I think their message went up there about training Wednesday evening. I think we 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 they will they will probably more than likely do something themselves. Maybe go to the pool, kind of a recovery session, do stuff like that. Um, back into training there and give them a good blowout wins tonight. And look at hey, they'll they'll be on a high, so hopefully they'll use that and 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 get him over the line against Buffers Alley. But I don't know much about Buffers Alley or what they're like. I can I can imagine they can, they must be as good as what we are after after winning their their end of it down there. Like so, hey, maybe we'll have a, another ding dong battle. And maybe hey, might be lucky enough to get over that line. I think if they got over that and 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 that, I think hey, they might just kick on. You know what I mean? They might. It, it, it is hard after playing a, fu- a full match and then extra time, the celebrations, all that, get that out of the system, just kind of, I suppose, get back down to ground a little bit, straight back into a game. We have a good panel. We can use that maybe. Do you know what? It, we won't be, if, if if players are sore after half an hour or whatever it may be, we, we, we have players to bring in. like So, you know, we, we hopefully we get over the line. You know, it'd be nice to get over the line. It'd be nice to get to them Leinster Championships and all them because them things don't come around too often. Like. No, they certainly don't. Well, we are always here um, looking for a Kilkenny and Carlow final between ourselves and the Carlow winners. Um, we got that last year. We'd be hoping we could go down that route again. But as the fella says, we'll take things one step at a time. Nicky Kenny, well done to yourselves. Well done to all of the Roar in team. It was a fantastic victory for ye. Um, and we look forward to uh, bringing ye and all of our listeners through the Leinster Championship as well, which will begin this weekend against Buffers. Ali and no doubt hopefully next weekend we'll be having a chat about your progression into the Leinster Championship but for the time being thank you so much for joining us here on Come On Kind Thanks Martin Sound that was Nicky Kenny, the Roar manager. Well, he's selector, manager, trainer, whatever you want to put on that. And Anya Farland always listening in, but it was a very, very, very good game of Camogie. Certainly was, yeah. Like, listen, I suppose. <coughs> It was always going to be a tough game to, um, between these two teams, and there was nothing going to separate them, and that's it. That's what it surely came down to in the final stages. Um, but I just think the hurt that Ron Stieg had from last year, you know, they often say you have to lose one to win one, and you know they know exactly what that's like. And I think that you know just having that in the back of their mind that certainly propelled them to to push forward and move on. And you know it, it certainly is a great occasion for them. And like Dix, where now they get to advance to a Leinster a Leinster Championship, meeting the Wexford winners there again. Um, and you know what? They're going to give it. They're going to give it everything. I feel like the monkey's nearly off the back once you win a county championship. It doesn't matter how far these teams go in, in Leinster or Ireland. Like they're still the county champions, and, and you know that's that was everybody's aim at the start of the year. 
you'd, 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 <laughs> everything else is a bonus it really, really is like you'd want to be you'd want to be very very sure of yourself if you're going in aiming for Leinster finals and All-Ireland club finals um, without getting Pascal Kenny because it's a it's a very very tough competition it certainly is and talking about tough competitions James Stevens went there they won the Leinster last mm. year against Michael. yeah both teams are going to be out at the weekend. Um, we'll start with uh, Kilkenny because they are going to be out against Buffers Alley at half past one on Sunday. It is a Kilkenny venue. Don't know where yet. Mm. Um, obviously, we'll have to wait and see how that's going. But, you know, how do you think they're going to get on? Do you know what? I think like as I said, like I don't think there's going to be any pressure on them and I think that they can just go and enjoy themselves now and this and, you know, as um, Nikki said they're like you know obviously Buffers Alley are going to be coming into this game as well they're obviously a very good team after coming out of Wexford very very strong contingent in Wexford but I think the one thing about Roar and Stieg is like they've been dealt with so much heartache that they know how to win and by God they've certainly have been putting up some really really good scores this year Cuiva Kermarta has literally just been lighting the Intermediate Championship alive 13 goals to her name you know so far this year she's still a very very young player I think she's still in Loretto if memory serves right I think yeah. she's still in secondary school um, you know so some really good work as you mentioned Korea Langton there as well of course you have to look at Kelly Hampton Christine Ling um, and Anya Gannon there too you know Emma Kavanagh goal what a stalwart to have there um, so I think listen I think if they can just keep the head down I'm sure they've enjoyed the last couple of days they're absolutely dead right and completely entitled to do that and return their, their focus now to on Wednesday night to this weekend. I think they'll have a good shout. I think every any team that goes into Leinster Championship does have a good shout. Well, turning your attention to our neighbours in Carlow because Michel is in the same boat as mm. well. They are out on Saturday. They have to make an away trip to Westmead this time. It is against Raharney um, and that is a home venue for the Westmead champions. Michael have been there they're mm-hmm. no stranger to Leinster competitions either yeah. how do you think they've gone on again the Westmead champions yeah it's a tough one I suppose when you look at Raharney James Stevens beat Raharney last year in the first or second round which I think it was in the, in the village it was out and played out in the Kells Road so you know Raharney have been there as well and you know they probably want to push themselves one bit further the one thing about Michael is that Michael know how to win they have been so successful in Carlo for I think what did we say 22 titles now 24 I think it's 23 or 24 yeah, on like the bounce that's now just, that's just absolutely crazy and like to be fair to to be fair to Michael they probably are looking at the, this Leinster Championship you know let's let's go on let's build on this and let's try and win it I think I think listen I think between Michael, you'd love to see a Michael Roran Stieg uh, Leinster final. It would be it would be great. You'd love to see that Carlo Kilkenny contingent going out again. Um, but again, I think I think if Michael has put their heads down, they've had a couple of weeks now. They've I suppose been able to prepare probably a lot better for this game than the likes of Roran Stieg would have. I suppose. Oh yeah, they've you know. had a couple of weeks. But Raharney would probably Raharney, to my knowledge, are one of the original Camogie teams in. Westmead as well they're there quite a while mm-hmm. they would kind of they would probably have a similar reputation Westmead yeah. to Michael. Michael, yeah well should we see what Raharney were like last year yeah exactly against they James Stevens. Yeah, they, they were, were very very, very good tough physical team like and you know so are Michael. Michael are a tough physical team as well yeah that'll be a good so that'll be, it will, it should be, be a cracker of yeah, a match yeah good game
Well, great to see Michael come out of it. Yeah, St. Vincent have two teams in the Leinster Championship this year. They won both Senior and Intermediate Championship in Dublin, which is unbelievable for themselves. So just to give you a full rundown of all the Leinster fixtures at the weekend coming, because I do actually have them to hand. So Raharney of Westmeath is going to take on Michael of Carlow. That, as we said, is in Westmeath with a 130 throw-in. Dublin's Nave Unshin or St. Vincent's is going to take on Leisha's O'Moores. That is on in Dublin. Dublin. Uh, I'm assuming it's still 130 because it's down here as a 130. Then the other game is going to be between Nafina of Meat and Nace of Kildare. And the Rornestig would take on Buffers Alley in the other game. And if teams are winning or they win and they're keep going and they're good enough to keep going in the championship, the Rornestig, if they beat. Buffers Alley will have a home semi-final Great. against either St. Vincent's or O'Moore's of Leash. Interesting. While if Carlo Zmeichel can mm-hmm. come out of their quarter-final they will have a home venue against either Nafina or Nace. Interesting. Which means we could potentially have, have Kenny and Carlo Leinster final again. Yeah, to be great. To be absolutely and brilliant. I see the Leinster final is down for Netwatch Cullen Park as well. It is, which is, which is not too far away. It's yeah. actually a double header, yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that day. So You're correct and right. Yeah, thought that. Um, but look, for Moonkine, it's disappointment. You know, the hurlers were beaten at the weekend. The mm. intermediates, Camogie women was beaten at the weekend. They can certainly hold their heads up high. They yeah. have contributed to a fantastic competition this year. They have went about their business. Um, and look, they'll be there or thereabouts again next year, no doubt about it. They will be hurting again. They got to the semi-final last year. They got to the county final this year. You know, and if things keep going, and I said this before, if you look at the trend yeah. over the last number of years, a team gets to a final, they lose. They get to the county final the following year, they win. Yeah. Yeah, and it did a great achievement for Moonkind because they're only up from junior yeah. two years. Like that's a phenomenal mm. achievement. Yeah, but it seems if you look at the winners of the junior championship, the last couple of years, they have steadily progressed. Oh yeah, themselves yeah. through the ranks. Yeah, but um, I think the the higher the competition that you can actually compete at, you see as well, it certainly boosts yeah. players' mm. abilities, their confidence because they know they have to up their own performances, yeah. like to be able to compete, or yeah. they could find themselves in relegation trouble as well. Speaking about relegation trouble, I suppose we have to mention St Martin's. Yeah, uh, kept. In the senior grades, they defeated Conaghy only by two points at the weekend. Mm-hmm. So Conaghy are now gone back to relegation and they're gone back to due or to intermediate for next year. Carrick Shock mm-hmm. won last year, gone straight back down junior again. Yeah, unfortunate for themselves. St Clair's will be happy enough though that they are staying in the intermediate grade next year, albeit yeah. maybe at two separate teams. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, for St Martin's and. I think for St. Martin's it's for going St. to be... For St. relief. Yeah, like I think, yeah, for both teams, like it's obviously, listen, they're going to be delighted. They're going to keep their status again for another year. Um, you know, I think... Before you think, did you ever think you would see Conaghy and St. Martin's or even St. Martin's and Thomastown in a semi-final, but Conaghy and St. Martin's in a relegation final? Did you see that coming this year? Well, I certainly didn't see Young Ireland in a relegation semi-final, if, I, if I'm to be honest about it. Um, no, I didn't. I think it's because we've probably been so lucky the last couple of years we haven't had relegations, so you didn't have to think about That's it. That's true. Um, but I think, obviously, listen, um, Conaghy Shamrocks were obviously 
dealt with a massive blow this year losing Danielle uh, Marcy um, through cruciate injury and you know she's 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 a huge player for them at club level she really really is um, so like you know they, they're they probably going to be looking at it and hope to get her back at some stage maybe next year she probably won't pay a lot of the, the start of the year but surely she, they'd be hoping to get her back just in time for championship and I think that they would push themselves extremely hard um, for an intermediate championship like there's another team thrown back into the mix again for next year you know yeah. so it's going to be it'll be very very interesting to see how that goes then you look at you know St. Clair's Carrick Shock St. Clair's will be delighted that they keep with their intermediate status they've had to fight long enough to get out of junior to stay up at intermediate Carrick Shock unfortunately listen they haven't to go back down to junior but again what a team they're going to be back down junior next year you know they have the experience of playing that level up coming up with a different kind of class different kind of um, physicality and teams and things like that that they're going to be you know they're going to be they're going to be tough, tough not to crack now next year as well. They certainly are. We have to compliment the match officials at the mm-hmm. weekend as well. Excellent job, Liz Dempsey, on our first um, official senior county final. Yeah. And it was great to see three females actually doing it. The only regret that I got over the weekend is we didn't get a didn't bloody get photograph a with the three of them together because between extra time, yeah. the presentations, the whole lot going on and everything, we missed that and that's my fault we should have got but anyway well done to Liz and her team of officials to Vivian and to Kira as well mm-hmm. great to have it yeah. and we know Aideen was there you know potentially she could be mm-hmm. part of the squad next year which would be great to see that happening and it's great to actually see somebody coming forward to yeah. actually want to go and do the course and become a referee as well because we do need them um, but yeah so thank you to uh, to all of our officials to Stephen as well to Owen to Gavin to uh, Gay and to John. Johnny McCormack as well at the weekend well done to everybody and they are all were very uh, happy with the jerseys this year I the jerseys were fabulous absolutely fabulous well done to Intersport again so now that's the well done part of it but I am going to bring this up and I don't give a damn and I don't give a shit really um, because I can't get in trouble this time may have got in trouble the last time for saying something about this but this is not before any discipline committee or whatever this way and I'm out the gap in four weeks time anyway when it comes to it so I really don't give a shit but the amount of abuse that we put up with over the weekend because the match was changed at short notice to get played in Moonkine by a certain club and by a certain individual that actually attacked me and attacked the treasurer of the county board as well at the match was nothing short of a disgrace. He attacked me while standing at the gate above the church end car park, the gate coming in by the church in Moonkine at the weekend. And it wasn't only the fact that I was a disgrace that the whole competition was a disgrace because the competition and the structure was after being changed. He then attacked me because the clubs wanted to know quicker when and who they were going to be playing because I'd done a quarter-final draw at home in my own kitchen with the brother as an independent. He is an official referee anyway and I got him to pull the draw and I didn't go next to near it. He had to throw that and slap that back in my face as well and throw that at me. And he even brought up stuff that went on at county board meetings and slapped it back that I wouldn't even deal with anything going on at county board meetings and this is all public knowledge anyway so I can't get myself in trouble for mentioning this either one way or another but to be frank and quiet and honest about it I am sick to the effing tooth about having to put up with people like him because they think they're above everybody else and they knew nothing about the hardship that we went on with on Saturday morning 
to try and secure venues and the whole lot for it. All of the county board officials, and I could bring this to the bloody THDC committee, but there's no point because he's only going to deny it, even though I do have a witness in the whole lot there. I'm not going to mention him. I wouldn't give him the satisfaction of mentioning him. But I am sick to the tooth of people like him and people going around the place berating and everything else is going on. I mean, clubs want change, right? This is what bugs me. Clubs want change. Clubs want everything done. It's the same going on possibly for this weekend as well. And when you flag stuff to them that they can't be done quickly and everything else has to be changed around, you're still bloody brought up and given dogs abuse for it. And quite frankly, I'm glad to be out the gap in four weeks' time. Yeah, they have this weird and wonderful idea that we were there at their beck and call and we don't have lives. Yeah. Well, I actually missed the presentation and everything else that went on for the intermediate because I wouldn't go down. They'd done the presentation, by the way, only in the AstroTorf just to keep people off the field. Yeah, you know, Which which was great. It was a perfect spot for us. Perfect spot for pictures for families to come down. Yeah. Everything was nice and done and brilliant. I wouldn't go down to the presentation. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm sorry that I you actually, have to go through that. I actually it's almost got nice. in the car and went home. Yeah. That's how bad it was because that individual, not only did he give out, okay, if he gave out about having the, 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 the team going and playing against another team in their home pitch, it wasn't just one match, it was a double header, which was fair to Monkine. And as I said with Nicky when I was talking with him on the phone, that's the only reason that I was asking him to see would it be possible for them to play that match as a double header because we were thin on the ground enough as it was and in mm-hmm. fairness to Nicky if it wasn't going to be a double header they weren't going to play the match there unless there was a toss full stop yeah yeah. and to be fair to any but that of the individ- players- no but that individual knew nothing about that but yet he could come to a gate and come in my direction after only saying hello to him and then give me that mouthful and a give me a personal attack for stuff that's going on that nothing to F and do with him. And I'm mad. And I was so pissed off over the weekend. And he actually ruined my weekend because Camogie Finals Day, I love. Brilliant days. Brilliant days. Brilliant days. And yet, most of the people that came were so complimentary. The pitch held up so well. It was brilliant. It was well stewarded. There was plenty of car parking around. And that one individual just had to go and bloody ruin it. Like, there was probably two and a half hours constant phone calls. 20 to 9. Now, his, his argument was, and this did go on, and it's common knowledge, so I don't care. And again, I can't get in trouble for this. There was a match going on in Great Manor for the Junior Championship match between Dixborough and Piltow. And in fairness to Tom below in Greg Namana, he said he would wait and see how the pitch held up in Greg Namana after the Junior game yeah. to see if it was possible to play the Senior game at half past three because Dixborough was already playing there. Yeah. But yet that was slapped back at me because this other individual rang, supposedly, Tom and asked him to know if the pitch was available and he was told the pitch was available. <laughs> I'm just, I, only I'm just sick of people like that. Yeah. You know it. You're a secretary. You get it from other clubs as well. We were discussing something else off air beforehand that I'm not going to mention because yeah. that is a private matter. But mm-hmm. like the entitlement of some people going around the place. We're only volunteers. I mean, I don't get fucking paid for nothing. Yeah. You don't get paid for being a club secretary. No. So who do people think they are that they can just come and abuse us like that? The question I would ask is, have they 
been or are they interested in getting involved and see how much yeah. work goes Well, in you see, night. this individual used to, well, I don't know whether he still does or not, train teams within the GAA part of it. And I know he's involved in the GAA as well. But I can tell you one thing. The next time I see him, I will wait and hold my tongue. The problem I have is I can't open my mouth back because I'm the one that's then going to get in trouble if I open my mouth. So that's why I'm not mentioning his names. But as people can tell, I am pretty bloody pissed off with having to deal with that crap every time you go out to a bloody match and they don't know what the hell is after going on beforehand. And we see what happened with the referee after the game in Tullamore that was the weekend and, every, and everybody was giving out yeah. about it well we're fed up with the abuse that we're getting standing at gates from people who know jack crap about what goes on a couple of hours before matches are played and quite frankly I'm sick of it sorry Anya rant over that's okay Martin listen you're totally entitled to be um you're totally entitled to be annoyed uh, I am and as I said I can't yeah, get in trouble this time I because know. I and did the last time but I can't this time if someone comes at you you're you're entitled to be annoyed at that and I think people just need to respect the fact that over the last couple of weeks the, the weather has been absolutely horrendous there's been a hell of a lot of games going on throughout GA and Camogie and Ladies Gaelic Football in Kilkenny um and pitches. Now, there's not an infinite amount of pitches. No. We're all trying to pull out yeah. the same pitches. Pitches have been have been very hard to come by, but fair play to the clubs that have offered have offered up their pitches. And unfortunately, out of maybe 500 people that are going to say something good, there's always going to be one. So that's we can't really we can't do anything about it. It's not fair. But no, we can't. But that one yeah. always bloody ruins it for everyone else. Yeah, that is it. Well, we've got a junior county final this weekend. We have a junior county final this weekend. We a have. big one. Should be a cracker. Before yeah. we move on to the junior county final, because I did promise the listeners that we were actually going to come back to the senior, and we are, because hopefully I have on the telephone right now Mr. Donald Carroll, who is the manager of the Dixborough senior team, and... No. <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> Right, sorry, go back to your junior county final there at the minute. Yeah, junior county final on this again, John Locks Fridge playing Greg Namana. What a kind of a story this has been for Greg Namana. Um I would say have they competed in a junior county final before? Oh, Greg Namana? No. no. Yeah, I, I was so. just gonna say I don't I think I can confirm that. I actually asked Kirsty at the weekend to see were they ever in the final before and no, this is their first ever county title at yeah. Adams level. So it's a huge occasion. It's for them. a huge occasion. Oh. And they've been doing so so well and you can see the amount of work okay. that they're putting into the club and they're they're constantly promoting each other. So yeah. it's it's gonna be a big occasion for them. It certainly is. We had a false alarm a few moments ago. We don't have a false alarm this time. I can confirm that we do have Donald Carroll on the phone line. Donald, how are you? I'm very good, Martin. Thank you very much. Happy man. After the weekend, celebrations are done and dusted maybe for a couple of days anyway. It's it's only a kind of a strong maybe that they're done and dusted. (laughs) As far as I know, there's a couple of the, the diehards are still out there. Uh, oh God excuse me and why not when you win a senior county final you certainly uh, are more than entitled to go and do it I suppose all, congratulations are in order to yourself and to Dixborough you have won back the title it was disappointment for yourselves last year and we know it was against Thomastown and I said it to Anya earlier on um, while we were doing the, the recording as well of this that he seemed to be a different animal uh, at the weekend 
did the fear of last year have anything to do with that? Because you seem not to take wine gap anyway for granted and you really wanted to, to kind of put the bed to early uh, as quickly as you could. Yeah, it, it was something we had worked on, all right. I mean, it's interesting, even you, you say fear, that was the one thing that we tried them not to do, not to be afraid to lose, because teams can kind of freeze if, if that happens, you know. So you're working on them, trusting their own ability and going out with, with confidence. Um, it was stuff that we had worked on during the year and a few, a few, a few other things, you know. It's you'd never take. It's never easy to win a, a senior championship, and you can slip up at any stage along the way because of the quality that's out there. So we we took every game um, on its merit and approached every game and learned from every game. And I think no, they definitely the girls definitely um, approached it in a more kind of a serious and a mature manner this year. I suppose the upheaval of everything that went on on Saturday morning then as well, because you have everything planned to go for a specific time, specific venue and then the rain and the weather forecast and the pitches came against everybody um, on Saturday morning. So the time was uh, delayed, you know, then the other game goes to extra time as well. It didn't seem to affect you that much, though, at the end of the day. Yeah, you'd have to kind of roll with. Now, in fairness, you, you did very well to, to get a pitch and, to, and, and Moonkind did very well to turn it around so quickly. You know, for the for the two games, it's it's... It's a credit to them that there was a pitch was able to take two heavy matches in the weather that, that we had. No, we, we took a kind of a, a lowish key approach to the game, tried to treat it like any other game, and it didn't phase them too much because we were on the road anyway. Because we had to head to Thomastown, it was only a case of leaving a few minutes earlier and getting down to Mulcahyne, you know. Donald, again, myself and Oni was having a chat here earlier on. You seem to make a couple of positional changes um, to your team, especially this year, mainly bringing Cueva Dowling back to centre-back, moving Tara Clifford to full-back and then moving Eva Prendergast up to the corner as well. It certainly seemed to work out well for you this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again something that we were thinking about and it's, it's true, you learn, you learn more from your losses than you do from your wins. And we learned a lot there uh, last year. Like last year, we we felt we had the personnel, but we just had to have a look at it and see how can we get that bit more out of them? How can we get enough out of them to get them over the line? And we try these things now, and you know, you can be lucky or unlucky, and sometimes these ideas that you'd have, they won't always work out. But we were very fortunate. Those three moves that you talked about, like they all fitted in very well and were willing to adapt their style of play to whatever we asked them to do. And that's obviously just the three names that were mentioning, but I mean, from 1 to 15, the substitutes that came on as well, they were immense. I'm looking at Katie Bourne had an outstanding game back in cornerback. Asha McCarty picked up player of the game. It was a, a tight uh, vote between herself and Amy Clifford for that uh, title for player of the match as well. But all of the players, every one of them from 1 to 15 and the subs, contributed to a brilliant team performance over the weekend. Yeah, they they did. It was it was lovely to see it just click um, on the day. And in fairness to them, that we're happening once they could, once they could get going, once they could get that start and start to hurl with a, the bit of confidence, and and we let them off. Then you know, and they were and they were very good, you know. But it's true, every one of them, um, you know, played their part, and every one of them did very well and can be proud of their performance.
I suppose now that you are the county champions, you move on, you have this extra week break, which is probably going to be good for yourselves as well. And it's a home venue, <clears throat> which is important uh, when it comes to the Leinster semi-final, but it is against St. Martins of Wexford. We know you came up against Wexford opposition the last time that you played Owlert in the Leinster final above in Abbottstown. So how are you looking forward to the Leinster Championship? Well, no, we're, we really are um, looking forward to it. I mean, the girls were even talking about it that night. They were anxious to, you know, to get back out and, and get ready for this. The, the two previous times we've come out, we've um, come a cropper against the Wexford teams, Martins previously and then Howlard. So they are anxious to um, to get going. But I was saying to them, it's important for them to acknowledge, you know, winning the county final. You really have to say, like, winning the county final is an achievement in itself. So, so be sure you go out and and enjoy this and then refresh and reboot and we'll go again then during the week and we'll get ready for the next one. But you do have to, like, you can't, uh, you know, undermine or you can't diminish the, 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 the importance of just winning the county final. Yeah, well, we're certainly all looking forward to the Leinster campaign as well with yourselves. I suppose when you have highs, you obviously have lows as well. While the club was delighted to be winning the senior title at the weekend, there was obviously a bit of a low as well with the news that Tom Rafter uh, was after passing away. And obviously he had a, a big influence within the club and when it came to Camogie as well. So no doubt he'll sorely be missed within the, the environs of Parmerstown. That he will, yeah. We've had we've had a few losses there um, during the year. Um, Francis Dowling, and then there was Jim Martin Morrissey. And we had, you know, these and Morrissey. There was all like a lot of the, the, but every club, every club, you know, experiences that. But you do have to say that anything that the club is doing at the moment is is because of the work that these people have done um, previously. Yeah, well, it certainly is and well said. Um, just wanted to mention Tom because I know I got a, a message over the weekend that he was just after passing away as well mm-hmm. and I know yeah. he was yeah. instrumental in uh, bringing your club Absolutely. to a one-team uh, or a one-club model before it was even becoming uh, a real thing within the, the organisations as well. But, Donal, uh, my thanks for on joining. That, so, just, yeah. no, just on, that, on that, I think it's, it's worth acknowledging that uh, how easy it has been um, for me, with the with Camogie, the one club model has really helped because we're not going cap in hand looking for pitches or for facilities or that that we're regarded as an equal in the club. So it has been a huge benefit to us. Now, well, that's good to learn because obviously some clubs certainly don't have that. Uh cooperation I suppose you could say between the GE and the Camogie um, and we know a lot of people up in uh, Dixborough as well so yeah well done to everybody involved there Donald well done to yourselves well done to the back room all the team uh, fantastic victory for yourselves as I was saying to Anya you're good custodians of that new cup um, and it couldn't have went to a better team this year and we look forward as I said already to uh, following you through the Leinster Championship which will begin on the 4th of November but for the time being thanks for joining us here on Come On Kind again thank you very much thank you as always a pleasure that was Donald Carroll there the manager of the Dixborough team but right sorry Mrs cut across you earlier because I had Donald waiting for me to do a junior final Greg Namana definitely a fantastic achievement for them first uh, final coming up at the weekend it's going to be tough though because they're going to meet John Locks Bennett's Bridge and I saw them actually against Tullahar uh, yesterday in mm-hmm. Thomastown and they looked 
awesome. They looked unreal. Yeah. Two two twenty seven putting up like is a huge score. It's a, yeah, it's a huge, huge score to be putting up. But I think when you look at John Locke's Burns Bridge, very, very unlucky, I suppose, to to not be up intermediate this year, haven't been beaten in the county final last year, have, you know, gone back, have done an awful lot of homework. I think for this particular group of players I think this could be their potentially their last year. Last, this could be their last shot at us. The last hurrah. Yeah, because you know both clubs will are well are are meant to be um, separating next year. So this is obviously going to be a huge game for these group of girls. You know they've they've hurled each other for many years. They've built friendships. They've been built bonds. So I suppose they kind of want to seal it now and put the icing on the cake there and come out with a victory. As we said, it's a it's a great occasion for Greg Naman as well. They'll be completely up for it. They're not going to have any fear going into it. Um, all the pressure is going to be on John Locke's Ben's Bridge, but I suppose. And neither should they have fear no. because if you have fear, there's not much point in turning up. Yeah. You have to go with the expectation that you're going to do well. Yeah, exactly. And I think they will. Like, and I think, you know, they were very happy to be competing in the league final and then I suppose getting themselves straight into a county uh, county semi final. So, like, you know, these two teams, you know, it's it's going to be another home thing of a game but I think at the end of the day I think the experience of being there already for John Locke's Bennett's Bridge um, I think I think they're just going to get over the line on this one Like last <coughs> year's was a cracker of, yeah. of a final that went to extra time so did it? Didn't it go to extra no. time last year? No, no, Carl Shock won it. Yeah, it was looking like it was going to go apologies mm. but it was it was a tight puck for puck game mm. Yeah, it was. It was they so probably should have won it to they be fair. But Car- have, yeah. Carrick Shock certainly got the the breaks and the the bit of luck when they had to have it. But um, and yeah. they'll remember. They'll be like the roar. They'll remember <coughs> that disappointment yeah. from last year as well. Exactly. And have a point to prove that yeah. they should have won it last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, certainly will. A couple of things. I'm going to give you a bit of homework for next week. Great. Um, the CCAO is obviously in full swing at the minute with their leagues. Um. She's yeah. putting up her hand to me already. And you know what the homework I'm going to give you, don't you? The rules. Yeah. Oh, here. Um, they're trialling them out. Now, I've only briefly read through some of them and I haven't really gone in-depth with any of them yet. But, I mean, if you think that the one that you can take free out of your hand inside your own half of the pitch is Sorry, like the, the sideline you can the now mark. do it. The, the mark the being mark. brought into it. Are we trying to it. change our game completely? I, I understand. <laughs> okay. GFA we're playing. I, I, I understand, right, they're trying to... They're trying to... Um, you know they, they want to try things I, I'm glad it's just a trial Did they never but I am broke? so glad I'm not going to be playing camogie anymore <laughs> well no if this comes into club like, camogie it's going I, 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 I don't know like I, it's, it's hard I, enough no. to get referees okay. as it is like it imagine is. telling them now oh lads you have to go off now here and learn a load more new rules and I know somebody's going to turn around and say well sure it's only three or four new rules it's not six. the point it's not the six but like this mark taking a sideline I just think it's kind of like it's kind of nearly insulting the player like but uh, you're taking the skills yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. we're supposed to be developing the skills of the game and let us do that stop giving us an easy way out this is why they want to try bring in the mark that you're going to get more high field and especially out around the middle of the field like you're not really because somebody is still only going to bat the ball away from yeah, you instead like, of getting the mark okay like uh, we, I had this conversation with one of, the, one of the girls the other day about it and we picked two or three players and we said if that mark comes in they're going to have an absolute field day all they'll have to do is just go around and hold the hand up for the whole 60 minutes <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all true. they're going that's literally going. like it's just I just feel like I feel like we're changing like are we going to change the, are we going to change the name of our game now soon yeah but it's one step forward and six steps back yeah. like we're fighting for years for a bit more 
physicality yeah. into it, you know, to give allow... Give us the physicality. Us the phys- but now they're trying to pull that back again. Yeah. I don't know, like, I just think... I was kind of. I actually thought it was a joke. First of all, I thought it was. Somebody I thought somebody was my, after yeah. hacking the camogie page. I genuinely. thought it was a joke, and so a couple of the girls were sending me on the pictures. I thought, and I was like, Nah, it's like this is a joke. Someone is after going to a lot of effort now to do up these posts. <laughs> genuinely thought it was a joke, and I was like, Sorry. What now? And then I was talking to a couple of girls that are in college and they were saying, no, like that they these are the rules now that they have to play with. I was like, I can't I can't believe it. Can't well, believe I, I'm, hate I'm it. kinda glad it's just at the CCAO level. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm fearful of some of them if they do come into mm. to proper but look, that all has to go before Congress anyway next Can year. The C- so I, I don't I don't know how this works. So obviously the Camogie Association have sat down, they've come up with these rules, right? Mm. Well, somebody has. And so then they bring it to the CCAO. Can the CCAO decide to say, no, we're not going to do that? Or is it because they're like a a subcommittee? Yeah, okay. Mm. I don't know, because if you look at it, maybe they're trialling it this time because the GEA are actually trialling two new rules at hurling. Yeah. At the higher education, which is the third level colleges as well, and not bringing it into the National League. The last time the rules was brought into the hurling, they mm. trialled them first at the pre-season competitions which was the Kyo Cup etc yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you remember the last time the rules came in for the Camogie they were pre-trialed mm. in the National League before they were then brought into the Championship Yeah. so I'm thinking because and this is only my thinking and yeah. my own opinion because the CCAO level games are played early on before Christmas yeah. and Congress is coming up in April of next year yeah. that the league will be too short of a period there wouldn't be enough games potentially played maybe in the league for them to get a definite reading of how the new rules is going and my thinking is that's why it was offered to the CCAO to see whether they would be in agreement to it first and trial them at that level and then see how they're going and bring them to Congress to put them into being if they have to be but I don't know that's only my own opinion and who ultimately gets the decision then? Is it the club, the the representatives at Congress get to vote on them, or who who ultimately has the decision? Like, sure, sure. They have to go to full Congress. So the it's the very same. So next April, when the Congress comes, there will be a rules. Uh, it is a rules Congress. So basically, any county board can put forward a rule to change the same as you would. So it goes before the AGM first. So say for argument's sake, you want to get rid of the catch. Yeah. Okay, so you're fouled to free within yeah. your own backs or whatever. Yeah. You as a club secretary or a club can put it forward a motion mm. to the Kilkenny Convention to get rid of that rule. That then goes before the Congress and Congress then decides on it. And if they decide to agree with you that they want to scrap that off it, that is, it's gone. If they decide to bring in shoulder to shoulder contact properly, the same as it would be with the GAA, it's gone. The same as the hand pass was taken out of it three years ago mm. or more. It could be even be six years ago now at this stage the hand pass is gone. But that's the way it works. So it goes from the club. So a club can put in a motion, goes to the county, the clubs in the county decide on it. That then goes forward to the National Congress and it's the delegates from all of the counties around Ireland decide on the rules. That's grand with the normal rules, Martin, but this rule isn't going to affect county or club players for the minute. It's only affecting CCA. No, it's a trial. Yeah, it's, it's a trial. A trial. Basically so how do we see how it works or doesn't work? No, but, but then you'd have to go to a college's game and see it in practice and see whether it's working or not. So we're going to have one girl... You know, there's loads of them, obviously. We're going to have a girl that's going to be playing camogie under two different sets of rules, potentially, this year. Yeah. 
Potentially, yeah. But that was the case in the National League as well uh, a couple of years ago when this yeah. was trialled. I don't and know. it was confusing. Yeah. Like, should, I don't know, should the players, should players not have a say, a say yeah. in rules being changed? Well, technically they have if they go before your clubs. So if you don't mm. like this rule or you don't want this rule to come in, you have to go to the club and say, I want you to fight tooth and nail to make sure that this does not go through. Okay, so then I bring it to the county board. Right, so my so a club player comes to me and they say, oh, we, we don't want this rule. Okay, so I could have three or four girls that are on a Kilkenny squad, for example, but that's one that's one vote coming in from them. So I bring it then to county, to Kilkenny County Board. Yep. Kilkenny County Board, do they, they vote on that as well? Yeah, don't yep. be touching them fellas now or the noise is going Sorry. to go through them. <laughs> um, so they vote on whether that... But it's not... So you would put forward, so you would go to the AGM. Yeah. You will propose your motion that you want to change rule blah, blah, blah to mm-hmm. get rid of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Somebody from the floor will then have to second it. Mm-hmm. There will then be speakers on it so you get to speak and say, well, look, three or four players are after coming to me. We want to get rid of it. This is why we want to get rid of it. And then it's voted upon. So yeah. if the clubs in Kilkenny decide... Anya Farrell is talking through her backside and we want this rule to say push (laughs) that's it if they say no well that's it it doesn't go to Congress I know but I just think like the players should have more of a say like in it to be honest I think they should have a majority but that's the only way that they can have a say is to go through the club secretary yeah but the problem with that Martin is that a lot of players don't realise and a lot of people involved in clubs don't realise that they have a voice no well I'm against you and I don't agree that players should have any decisions in the make on their own within an organisation it should be done properly at a congress so for argument's sake you have I don't know I'm only guessing here there's probably what close on two and a half thousand college players yeah give or take it yeah 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 right how are you going to get how are you going to get agreement from two and a half thousand players you're not but the point I'm trying to make is that like our convention is the 21st of November yeah we're all after being head neck and heels in club games up to now so the chances of taking a night out in the middle of the week to go look at a colleges match is probably mm. non-existent we all do have lives other than Camogie mm. so we're not actually going to get to see these rules in action but this is where the players come in because your players that's playing on the colleges team is part of a club I know what you're saying but they ha- the players the club season is over so when are those players going to come back number one they need to know that they can come back to their club and place an objection and explain why they don't like said rule Mm. but number two they're going to because club hurling or club camogie is finished they're not probably going to have the same opportunity to meet the officials within their club but you don't have to. There's technology. I mean, I know there, there is. There's emails, there's texts, there's phone calls pick up the phone and say Anya I'm after playing a college's match tonight. These rules are absolutely diabolical. Who the hell in their minds came up with these? We don't want to play by them anymore. And if they go to Congress, we're not going to play camogie. We want you to do something about it. What what can we do? Yeah, I 100% get what you're saying. I do. And I 100% see that like the players can come to us and then we bring it forward. Absolutely no problem at all because that's our job at the end of the day. Like We're just the, like, the, I, I, sometimes we're, we're, just, we're just the pigeon carriers. Like we carry the message, you know, that's it, it's done. But I do honestly think if people are going to be sitting around in the room and they're going to be changing the rules of the games, I think they need to 
I think like a player committee or something has to be put forward. Like I just but they, they I, could I don't be get they it. could be a player on this committee. Like I mean, the last yeah. rules change that was put in, it was uh, done by. I think Liam Sheedy was actually part of it. Liam O'Neill might have been part of the panel that was yeah, doing this as well. Yeah, was there a Camogie player on it? Well, there probably was, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but a Camogie player that's played in the last 10 years. Well, no, I can't answer that question for definite. Do you know? And I'm sorry, like I'm not this, being rude. No, no, I know. And you're asking a question. I can't genuinely yeah, answer the question. I just think But like, this comes at the same with the referees because yeah. all of the national referees through the referees committee will all be asked... And they will sit down and they will look at rules that is ridiculous. Because one rule in camogie at the minute, right? So if you're playing camogie yeah. and I'm marking you yeah. and I take the hurl out of your hand mm-hmm. and I throw it into the stand, mm-hmm. I get booked. Because the rule states if you throw the hurl, it's yellow cart. And I questioned this actually the last time because if you remember, yeah. Katie Power, one of our players, done it in an intercounty match. And Ray Kelly was refereeing it. Mm. And I questioned why the hell he was after booking the player for throwing the hurl. Mm. And when I was actually giving the answer, the rule book, he went exactly by it, that the rule was not complete. So all of the referees, etc., will all sit down. They will look at the rules. They'll look at the playing rules. What they want to get rid of as well, because it's nearly impossible to do it. And they will look at these, because obviously you're going to have intercounty referees mm. doing the college's matches. They are going to come back and say, "Well, look, the mark is certainly not going to be possible." Um, taking a sideline off the out of your hand is demeaning. Yeah. Possibly, you know, it's getting rid of the skill of being able to cut a sideline yeah. ball. Like they spend so long bringing in the rule to have two points to be able to take sideline ball, but yeah, that's from the ground. You know, like, I, I, you know I don't I mean? know. Yeah, and then like, and then you had like, because you could see the amount of people that were going out practicing it, practicing it constantly, and then it's kind of like the girl of the feelings for John Locke's Bennett's Bridge at the weekend. Yeah, somebody tell me her first name. Laura. Laura. Is it the no Rachel? No, Is Rachel. it Rachel? I think it was Rachel. Unbelievable. Yeah. She was hitting sideline balls and if she had to be any closer she would have been getting two points for him. It's a skill. It's yeah. a brilliant skill. I don't know. Some rules seem silly. Some rules have merit to them and we just have to wait and see what's going on because we can't do anything for the time being until Congress and we know what's going to happen so we'll just have but to is wait. The time, is the time frame too <coughs> short as well? Like most county conventions but which would you be- rather have would you rather have the CCAO games going I mean well, most count conventions are going to be on but these rule changes for the trials won't be affected by convention because you're going to put the rule changes that you want to bring forward in it so one way or another they're going to come from the national level I just think if they're going to trial something Martin give it a fair whack like start it at the beginning uh, start of the year previous to the rule change year because the rule change year am I right in thinking is only every second year three three so start it in the middle of that give it 18 months the people well, can have a good week I, I can't see that happening I can't area, either but that would be worse yeah, I just feel sorry for the poor player now. That's uh, that is. I feel sorry for the referee because yeah. you're trying to. And I mean, the same fella could be doing hurling camogie. He has two different rules now in hurling. He has six different ref or yeah. rules in camogie, and he's going out there and he's trying. And the next thing, someone roars at him that mm. that's the wrong rule and mm. etc. Yeah, but, but this is it. Like, and then you've got the player that's probably going to be playing the whole way up along potentially with her club, maybe in a <coughs> yeah. provincial series, all Ireland series, and playing oh, yeah. at college. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to have to play two different. Games. They're going yep. to be standing like rabbits caught in lights yeah. in the middle of the field not knowing what game they're playing. It is. Yeah. Anyway, that's for us for another debate. Anya. That was my homework I've done. 
Have you the homework done on it? Yeah, haven't. We're, go- we're going to comment more. We want people to comment. So if you can get players or um, college players to come in yeah. because they're after playing one game. Or, now, I know it's only one game. I know, but yeah, I'd love to get a college player's perspective on yes, this. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, and we will see if we can do that for yeah. the next evening. But for the time being, that is it from ourselves here in the studios in KCLR. My thanks, as always, to my very special guests here. And to you, our listeners, for listening in. And to everybody who enjoys it. We are going to get ready for the team of the year. It will be coming up. We'll announce details of that shortly. And just you know, before we oh go, can God. I just compliment <laughs> the programme from last Sunday for the county final? It was spectacular. Yes, it was. It's very well done. Very well done. And on that note, it's taken on board. Thank you. From ourselves, in KCLR here. They're gone quite now, you see. Um, it is... You go quite too if you're after getting cut with the eye we're after getting cut with. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the bottle didn't come my way anyway. Although I could do with a bottle now with water in it to take the... I did offer to take, I was to told take the no. tickle away out of the throat, but... Oh, sorry, I just want to get a plug in there. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, if anybody's looking to do something weird and wonderful for Halloween uh, Tullerone Camoy Club have our fancy dress party on on Saturday night in uh, Shawnee's Bar in Tullerone uh, tickets are 5 euro and um, there is um, prizes for best dressed male and female on the night be great I'd probably crack. win that we have a DJ yeah you don't need to dress up on yeah. um, <laughs> so we're having a DJ and everything so if you're at nothing on Saturday night now that we don't have a rugby World Cup final to look forward I to I know but sure, she's no ray of sunshine like I mean you know I mean she's probably <laughs> she a proper witch like I mean like you know that. actually there's a plan yeah yeah Right. Any other clubs that's out there that would like promotional material uh, broadcast live here on Come On Kind, we are open to do that for you, not just yeah, for not just the people here. Yeah. Uh, just in case anyone is thinking that and you want something plugged, we will certainly plug it for you. <laughs> you can get in contact with us through our email. It is comeonkind, C-A-M-A-N-C-A-I-N-T, at kclr96fm.com. And we will certainly do that for you, but until next week when we review the all I was going to say the all when we review no, the junior the junior county final and the first round of the competition from the intermediate Leinster competitions as well we will all chat to you soon as we said it is fairly wet with the last 24 hours mm. it, this is being recorded on Monday so it may be Tuesday it may be Piranha might have to get a boat home yeah, yeah. It, it may be subsiding where you are but please do be careful um, and we will chat to you again next week but from us all here in the KCLR studios it's goodbye see you now bye bye